0: welcome 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 to episode 57 of the David Ashley podcast uh I am your host James Harden and this is the first show of the new year I appreciate you being here um before we listen before we get out we're we just going um Thank you for listening. Um what I want to do is make another call to arms for the new year. What you can do for me is share just, just one episode. Just share one episode that you like with somebody else, you know. You know. You know, one episode with a great story, you know, you know whatever. And uh just share episode you know help get more listeners. You know what I mean? You want to be we want to be a part of a dap a dap community. When i say dap, it mean David Ashley podcast, DAP dap. <laughs> a dap community. I like how that sounds, dap community. Um so, you know, eventually y'all can be amongst each other talking about, "Yo, did you hear uh dap? Did you hear uh David podcast the other day?" And again, this isn't, you know, this isn't a selfish like oh look at look at me type of thing is it's it's uh i'm the one with the podcast and i'm the one that hears the complaints <laughs> when they don't like a story or when i ain't giving stories or like you know what i mean it's a dialogue i think it's a dialogue i'm the i'm the one that hears the complaints is is weird it's a weird way to put it but it's a dialogue is all i meant and um uh, so yeah tell somebody you know what i'm saying Tell your mother, send a tell a friend, send a telegram. Shout out to Fife. Man, Fife's been gone what? Five years now? Five, six years? I think more than that. Yeah, 16 was when they made the album. So, yeah, Fife's been gone about five years. R.I.P. Fife. So this this week we're gonna talk about Dum 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 I hate Kevin Samuels. Of course, you come come on. You know I had to get, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm late to it, but a lot of other people are just catching on. He's in his season right now. He's in his bag. So, um, let's see, we're going to talk about Trump impeachment second time. Let's get it. Um, we talk, we're talk. we going to talk about black Trump supporters again and conspiracy theories. How they all got the same script. Um, we're going to talk about gratitude and, and suicide. And the stigma around suicide. Um, We're going to talk about Drake. We're going to talk about One Night in Miami. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So, I even got a story of a time I got chased through Los Angeles. (laughs) It's going to be wild. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Let's get it. So, how's your New Year so far? yeah you know? it's, the, it's the, look it's the seventeenth for ninety eight point nine percent of you all the resolutions is over with now you're gonna pick them up in another two weeks, but you know that shit's over with you know why because you got to start your resolution in December or or in November or whenever you think of all that shit you want to do that ain't nothing but a procrastination tool right there trust me. I am not only the client, I'm the player president of that procrastination shit. Um, Who me, you ask? Okay. You want to deflect? You don't want to talk about yourself? It's cool. Um, I have not done well as far as um, I said I was going to stop eating out. (laughs) I said I was gonna stop buying food I'm about i mean not you know eating out oh, never stop that I'm sorry um I said I was gonna stop um ordering food, you know, ordering like postmates and grubhub and shit like that and so anyway um i but I gotta make a change. I've been doing good the last I'm not gonna lie no not every day this month but still it's like not where i wanted to be so um you know we're gonna keep pushing forward toward the mark right you know um but anyway i've been i have been writing just about every day this month that that you know got my head shots up i got them on imdb you know go check out the new headshots on uh david ashley imdb uh david ashley page um I uh, got him up on actors access which is this this website that you go to for actors and you know what i mean if you're an actor you use that to submit and people you know casting directors or whatever they can come there and sift through actors and stuff like that got my reel on there and it was let me tell you there was a moment where um i was i was you know i put you know it, it costs it's a business right um it costs to put um, anything past your first picture up there. So, you know, I had to erase the old picture and put, I wanted to put at least six new pictures up there. And I wanted to put my reel on there. So I'm going and doing all that stuff. And, you know, it racks up to like, you know, it's 85, 85, 90 bucks. And I remember being like, man, this is some, and then I'm, I'm talking about immediately something in the back of my head be like, nigga, how much you spent on food last week? And I was like, oh, I was like, I was stuck, and I'm, whatever voice this is, I'm tired of it talking to me. I'm I'm tired of it making sense. Okay, let me be delusional. Let me be reckless. Damn it. Um, so immediately I I let go of anything. I was like, yep. I look for so I was like, shit. What else? What other money can I spend on this on this site? <laughs> it's like, dog, oh, really. You know, sometimes we got to check ourselves like that. You know, we talk about how how expensive something is, whether it's a class or something that you know uh, can enhance and enrich our lives. But you know, when we don't look, we don't check our uh, our monthly statement. You know, for how how much Starbucks and how many snacks and you know how many movies you went to and how many times you stopped at you know at Columbia Gyro. Hammond, Indiana. Shout out. Um, you know how many times you stopped it. You know, wherever, Wingstop. Some shit. I love Wingstop. I'm ordering as soon as I get done with here. But then tomorrow, matter of fact, tomorrow. By the time I talk to you tomorrow, uh, I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Um, when I talk to you again next next Monday. N- now, I've given myself an allotment. I say, hey, I'll I'll order. I only on the weekends, okay? But during the week, okay? During the week, no ordering out. Everything I bought from TJ's, okay? So hold me to that. And I'm going to be honest. I know this is based on honor system. So if I fall, I'm going to tell you. You know, you know what I mean? Shout out to my people out there trying to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy, Big Dave, he making it happen. And I told him, I ain't going to go two weeks without asking you about, you know, your progress on the weight, on the weight thing. Because, you know what I'm saying? We, we be up and down, man. then he, he really like, he got a full-time gig, wife, kids, you know what I mean? So um, shout out to everybody that's trying to make that happen. But hey, don't care who you are. It's just about managing your mind. Because at some point in time, you're going to be staring face to face with that, with that, uh with that, with that order button right there was something that was a cat there was a catalyst that triggered the thought there was a little a bit of an acceptance that allowed you to not shut that thought down immediately (laughs) right and then there was the effortness that allowed you to say allowed you to justify and be like i mean i could do it just this one time but like nigga, you did it just just this one time for the last 30 days what you mean So it's just about managing your mind. And you got to duke it out with your own mind. Ain't that a trip? Like, I got offended this week when I I was thinking about, like, when I thought about it in that terms, I was like, in those terms, I'm sorry. Thinking about, you know, where I am in my life versus where I could have been had it not been for me, you know, not managing my mind. And it's like, oh, man. I was like, man, we got hold you hoeing yourself you punking yourself <laughs> you letting your mind punk you I'm telling you man mine is a powerful man like cocaine mine is a powerful drug well mine ain't a drug it's a powerful tool um so anyway um get off my man but anyway writing i haven't reached my full potential as far as writing my goal as far as writing is to try and stretch myself too thin, um, to see what is too much as far as like, you know, cause I had to create a schedule for myself and it's like, what is too much? Um, because even like the last three nights I've been going really hard and I noticed that last night I, I stopped and I wasn't tired, but I was, but mentally It was a, it was a, um, I can notice some fatigue there to the point where I was like, all right, man, I could go farther. I could go more. I could go a little harder tonight, but I'm going to stop. So I'm trying to get to that point enough so I can see what is enough. What is too much? Right. And then I'll try to exist there for a while and uh, see how it turns out. Because I just got a lot to write. I got a lot to do. Um, yeah, you know, this year, man, I'm telling you, the goal is the goal. I got to sell something. I'm selling a movie and or a TV show this year, just period. It's going to happen. So I'm looking to get all these, you know, different representations, you know, as an actor, as a voiceover actor, commercial actor, as as a writer. Right. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Hell, girlfriend. I think I'm, I'm gonna get a girlfriend this year, man. I ain't Gonna lie to you. I think I think I'm. I think this is the year. I think the, I think I think that she's the one. Where are my panties? Remember that? <laughs> On the love below, he was like, "Ooh, wait, ooh, I just want, ooh, I can just lay in her hell." Man, what a hell of a goddamn way to wake up. Hey, go listen to that, man. Shout out to Three Stacks. I ran into Three Stacks one day, just going to a damn um this thing at the park that they had sold in it. And it was, it was him and Brian Barber. And I was just like, man, what? Who run? And I had already been drinking that day. I was like, nigga, who just runs into three Stacks? You know. I, and it was me and uh, two girls. Shout out to uh, and Sheree and Risha. We just kind of, we didn't even stop. We just slowed down. We're like, oh, what up, y'all? And it was just easy. You know what I mean? Just an easy, easy thing, man. So, um, yeah, man. I forgot what I was even talking about. So, um, so now enter in the insurrectionists, the shit that happened. I know you've seen that so much, but obviously one of the glaring things about it was that the terrorists, I'm calling call them them MF what they are. And it's like somebody brought up this point. Like it's funny that black lives matter until I mean it's funny how blue lives matter until terror until white terrorists get up there. Until you got a problem with them. You know? And honestly man, I'm 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 gonna say this. I wasn't gonna go here but I've been dealing with So, it, it, those of y'all who know me um n- know how I feel about cops. Um You know what I mean? Like I I don't like what they're allowed to do. I don't like the the power that they possess. I don't it's like a false like uh you know what I mean? It's like if, we, if I'm a man, you know what I'm saying, and you walk around with this utility belt, you only do, like, you ever know, like, a real, not, not all women are like this, but there's, there's a real small percentage of women who will run up on you and put their hands on you, and they know the reason you won't do anything else is because the law is on their side, or they have brothers or cousin family who wouldn't care about the reason that you hit her. Only that you hit it, you know what I mean. Uh, it's funny. My first short film was about something like this called. Uh, man, IMDb took it down. I don't know when because I ain't seen the movie in a long time. I you know, but anyway, somebody got it on DVD. Smith boys, shout out to the cast. Um, but you know how some some women will do that, or even you know even some like uh, some dudes will do it too because they know what they had so right so when you're doing that on your own when you're not doing that on your own when you're doing that because you know the backup the people that's behind you is going to do something that's some sucker shit and that's what most cops are on which is some sucker shit um so but i have found my myself in the last few days since that happened um and I I won't say it's due to the rhetoric on T on television, but having seen it, you know, having seen first of all the cop that was killed, you know what I mean, hitting the head with a fire extinguisher, and uh, and then the cops that they they squoze in between like his shield and the they squoals in the door basically seeing that video, and then the ones that were coming through the tunnel, they were just throwing everything at, him. and um, and then to cap it off, the brother who was what we have now learned, since learned, that he was trying to thwart, um, you know what, it, what the the cop was trying to the the lone black cop facing the black facing the white angry uh, mob of terrorists. He was backing up. He was like on some on guard type shit. I got a gun. Let me pick up this baton. Like I ah, knock you. You better get the. I ah, knock you. Like I should. I was gonna put that kind of mute. uh, voiceover to that to that video because it's kind of funny but still it was like man he was by himself like what was he thinking i'm watching it thinking that he's like oh shit like man i could shoot these motherfuckers but then they, are they gonna charge me and take the gun and this gonna give them a reason am i gonna get in trouble yada, yada yada so but then once we find out what he was actually doing he was steering them away from where the um The politicians were right, which could have been ugly if those people got hold of the politicians. That's why that woman got shot in the face or in the neck, because just past that door was the actual politicians. So when she tried to I saw it from another angle, I've seen it from like three or four different angles. And finally, I saw an angle where she's she's climbed up on something and she's trying to enter her body through that door. I assume so she can let other people in. But as soon as she tried to breach that door, the window that had been broken, and stick her body through there, that 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 cop shot her. Taio. And even even there, I've been I'm I was startled by how little sympathy I had for her, or anybody else who got hurt on that side. I was startled, and I had to check myself. Like, yo, you sit there and watch this lady. And I just, you know, and and it's mainly because I I know what would happen. Like, listen, you know, I saw a post where somebody was like, and I'm going to get back to my point, but somebody was like, hey, stop comparing this to Black Lives Matter. Saying, oh, if we, because on one hand, of course we know what would have happened if if we would have been there. But also, we wouldn't have been there. We wouldn't have been there doing that what they were doing. Black people, some of the most patriotic people in this whole. We died in every war they let us fight in. You know what I mean and fl- and and also like the difference between the glaring difference between how they got treated and, and then how we would get treated is, is, has been again, I don't know how it's still sobering now, but it has been, you know, they were allowed to go in there and run a muck. Right. And we were fighting, we were protesting because we were getting to keep from getting killed in the streets because we were getting killed by law enforcement. That's why we were protesting. They were protesting because they lost a the fucking election. Nigga, how? And it almost feels like, oh, they're gonna be angry, so let's prepare for them. And we know right because of what they're you know protesting over or and these white people, nah, we're gonna let them in. They was taking they was taking pictures, selfies with cops, yo. Cops was taking selfies with them. And now it's it's coming out that they some of them may have gotten a tour, and I don't know if this is just sensationalism, but that they have some of them may have gotten a tour from somebody in Congress the day before or some shit. I'm Like, what is going on? And now we're creeping out, we're seeing how much whiteness. Is just permeating society or not is just, but has been how much white supremacy permeates all of society, even in the danger zones, right? <laughs> so anyway, I don't like cops. I don't like what they're allowed to do. I don't like the energy that they approach situations with. Um, but these last few days, especially since uh, January 6th, I've been seeing it, and it has been uh, the, uh, the way I've been feeling about it is like I've I really been on some like yo, like that's I'm gonna cuss now. I've been on. I'm like yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> cause cause here these it's funny that the cop that got killed murdered. He was a Trump supporter. you know and how is it that we you know that we are how is it anyway so I've been feeling a certain way about it and and listen when I see a black cop what happens is um immediately my blackness kicks in I'm like what's up brother And then immediately after that, I feel, just because I understand what he might be going through, first as a black man, and then as a police officer. And then immediately after that, I feel guilty for having said hello to him. And then immediately after that, I feel guilty again about feeling guilty about saying, like, you know, so it's a weird thing. Every single time I see a black cop, even a Mexican cop, right um and then you know on top of that um an officer that you know a man that i respect you know just i've known him all my life he just became the first black police chief in my city hammond indiana and he's short you know um and this is what i can say to all of that cops are who they are we you know Eventually, when I get money, I'll give money and resources toward towards changing what they are allowed to do, um, towards changing who you know how they are allowed to kill us, um, how they are allowed to act. But I can also acknowledge that cops see the worst of society. Right, cops get called when the baby is dead or about to get killed. Cops get called when the man has just killed or is about to kill his girlfriend or wife or abuse a kid. Cops get called when that old lady hears a noise and there may or may not be somebody in there. Like those are cops. So I never ever want to forget that that is a tough job. But I just want to allow you to lean on it being a tough job as an excuse when you murder someone, right? Or when you let a woman sit for forty, stand for forty minutes naked, and y'all end up y'all in the wrong house, as it was it happened to a woman in Chicago, a social worker. That you know that kind of shit, I never relent on, you know. So, you know, <laughs> I respect them. Um, but I do expect them uh, to do the right thing, no matter how hard it is. Because life's on the other side of that. Like, you know, hourly, daily, weekly, somebody's being taken to jail. And then life is being altered and changed forever for the same thing their white counterparts. Excuse me, for the same thing that their white counterparts have been allowed to do for years. You think there's more drugs in the black community than there is the white community? Crazy. But yet, Toby, Chet, Max, they get to they get off with a with a attaboy, a pat on the butt. like Hov said, face it, Jerome get more time than Brandon. <laughs> you know? So anyway, lead me to Trump voters. I I still don't. Man, Andre 3000, Speaker Three Stacks, and um, Speaker Fife. They had a song on Tribe's last album called Kids, I think, or Fantasy. I forget. And where the hook is, man, don't you know, all this shit is fantasy. <laughs> and goddamn, if the older I get, the more I don't, that don't become true, truer and truer. More and more true because, you know, there's some kind of inflammatory hyper um, hypermasculine language that Trump speaks. They got a lot of dudes, a lot of black dudes on his side, white dudes too, especially you know, Mexican dudes. Um, when I hear, um, but also he has a dog whistle, racist language that makes all these people go so hard for him, you know, and that's the issue with white people. A lot of white people are allowed to turn their backs. On all things racist, even even if it only sounds like it. Well, we're looking like, man, what the man, what? You know. But if you're black, I just don't understand if you're black and Mexican. And you know we have evidence that Trump does not fuck with you. And yet you still got and this is why I mentioned the 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 reckless, hyper masculine, you know what I'm saying figure not even the language but his his presence i heard quest love talk about how he said man a lot of my peers a lot of my peers in this hip-hop who will remain nameless but he said but a lot of them are on that trump shit and i was like what i I said what see and i and i don't want to break this down as just oh look man you you vote for who you vote for this is way past voting but perhaps it isn't seeing as how most people don't vote on the facts anyway. Yeah, if you're educated, you do. But most most people in the flyover states, the rules say, no. As I told you before, my first time voting was in the 2000 election. And before I left the house, my mom was like, just remember, vote Democrat all the way down. Right? So we vote on loyalty, we vote on feelings. We vote on the kind of rhetoric that our family raised us up in. And my mom had been involved in politics. So she was she was just trying to make sure I was like, you know, voting for quote unquote the good guys. But man, I just don't, I still don't understand a black folk. I mean, I'm I'm it keeps coming out more and more people that I know <laughs> voted for dude. <laughs> I'm like, what? And and not only voted for him, but are on this this train where they're talking about and it is wild. Cause they all got the same rhetoric, right? And it's this conspiracy theory based rhetoric. I don't know. It's this conspiracy. You can record for 30 minutes. Max. Oh, I'm sorry. There's this, um, conspiracy theory based rhetoric that they're all on but i mean i'm i can be on that conspiracy theory shit sometimes and to me i think the term conspiracy theories was a way to discount or discredit somebody who didn't have enough facts and just start decided to start asking questions Right. When it comes to 9-11, clearly some fishy shit there. When it comes to, um, you know, President Kennedy's assassination, clearly there's clearly there's some fishy shit there. Enough smoke to be fire in both. But you get some people who are like, man, stop with that shit. But I think some people I think the majority of people who say stop with that shit, especially about those two topics, are people who don't like to deal in anything except for absolute facts. But the truth is the smoke leading to fire happens in the unsure, in the uncertain areas. Obviously, it, you know, because why would they redact certain parts of the, you know, JFK investigation until what, two thousand and what, forty, two thousand no, I'm sorry, to two thousand and sixteen. right and then trump was like i'm gonna release all this shit and they even 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 donald trump did it release all the you know so i'm just talking about how easy it is to fall in conspiracy theories but it's like the conspiracy theory with this trump shit is just dumb like you niggas really think you saw the votes change watching cnn and shit like really How is trump now your lord and savior I don't understand that. To, for the life of me, I can't understand it. How Donald Trump, with his ignorant orange ass, is your savior? And I won't even talk about how you know. Oh, I don't. I don't see him being any more racist. Shut. Like I'm not even having that conversation with your clown ass no more. With nobody, I just won't. Matter of fact, I ain't having a conversation about Trump to to no more black people trying to defend him, like at all. Because you're doing enough on your own to that, that, that somehow the Democrats are the, uh, are the molesters and the Republicans are not (laughs) like, like, come on, you gotta be better than that. I believe in you more than you, than more than what you're showing right now. I believe in you. Anyway, anyway. They be on this same script, yo, and it's crazy, all of them, men, women. Anyway, good luck to you with not only your future political endeavors, but also your ability to think critically for yourself. Let's go. So, there is there's a person, um, a guy that I know. I don't really know him well, but you know, we're Facebook friends. We've met a couple times in real life, and I, it's funny. I listen to Bomani Jones, and uh, it, he he has this thing where he says you're only on the internet to do one of two things: that's to inform or to perform. And one time, um, man, this guy, he had put on online. He was like, you know, you know, I was gone. He was like, man, like I was gone. Um, a month ago, I decided that, um, this was the the month that I was gonna take my own life. And I remember when I first heard it, I was just like, why are you telling us that? Like, and I thought he was performing. And that was maybe two years ago. And a year or two years ago, and then the other day, uh, he he put on um Instagram, I mean I'm sorry Facebook, he shared a struggle. He said that, you know the doctors had given him. You know, certain amount of time to live because he he has a renal failure, right? So he's gonna need a kidney transplant. He needs a kidney transplant. And man, I I reading it, and this is the same guy reading it, and it immediately sobered me to to have compassion and, and and just it reminded me of how important gratitude is you know because as i it and, it and it's again the thing we always have to be reminded on that you don't know what somebody else is going through you know i i'm somebody who i am somebody who never I used to be one of them people to say, Oh, I never, um, you know, I never commit suicide. And I still believe that, like, you know what I mean? But I don't think you can, I don't think you can really say that until you've been through through it. Unless you've been through a series of events that caused you to be like, yo, I don't ever want to feel like this again. How do I stop? You know? And for me, 2008 was one of those times where it was just, I, I was getting hit with stuff left and right to where it was just, you know, people were dying. I mean, I'm talking about close people. And then the, and then the threat of dying, you know, was, was with other people really, really close. And it was just like, man, what is going on? this constant pinging of of disappointment and sadness and pain physical pain was 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 you know it's like a pinball machine it's going around in your head and you don't you just wanted to stop and it was that time where I understood I was like and again I didn't get suicidal but there was a time where I understood I was like oh I understand why people do this now I understand, not to laugh and make light of it, but I understood at that point. I was like, oh, I I completely get it. So now thinking back to what his post was, I remember, I mean, I, I, I completely understand why he said what he said. I completely understand why he said what he said. But at the time, you know, just because just because I didn't know what he was going through. You understand? I somehow thought, oh man, this dude, you know, he trying to get brownie points or something like that, you know. And I'm and I and I think I'm pretty sympathetic. But when it comes to stuff like that, I was just like, oh fam, what you doing? As much as I write on, I mean, well, you know, not a lot anymore, but as much as I talk about, like, you know, shit I might be going through on uh, Facebook in a long post, you know, in the form of a long post, I had the nerve to, you know, kind of say that about him. So, um, but, you know, he does, he is in need of, um, he is in need of a kidney transplant. So I wish that brother the best. And um, man, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just kind of thinking about it right now. I wish that brother the best. And you know, whatever you're going through, man, you know, especially now, we've seen so much, you know, um, you know, so much sickness and, and, and in some cases death that Hopefully, my hope for you is that you can find a happy place every day, maybe a couple times a day. Maybe it's a song or it's an episode of Martin. I think I said this couple, you know, last time. It's something um, that's going to get you through the day. Because this thing, this, this task of managing your mind through goals or through trauma, um, through tragedy, is a not only a day-by-day thing it's a it's an hourly fight struggle and i understand that struggle so hopefully um you know if you're going through it if somebody you love is going through it you know just try to just try to remind them that, you know what they can be you know it's easy to focus on the, on the on the on the worst but it's also easy for you to tell that person it's easy to focus on the worst you know what i mean on the worst especially when they're going through it so um, just try to coach through it, man. Just get advice. Hey, get, get somewhere to yourself and breathe. Think happy thoughts. Think of, you know, what, what's a good song? What's a song you listen to, you know? You know, there's a few songs that I that I listen to for years now that allow me to, um, and they weird songs too, that allows me to sing the entire song and I feel better because the songs are so, You know how it is just some song that you love to sing every morsel, every word to? And for me, uh, there are three songs. Um, Well, there are mainly three songs. There's a song by DMX. And uh, I ain't gonna say, well, it's from It's Dark and Hell. Actually, I could do that whole album. But there are three mainly, mainly three RB songs that I use to get it out. Never keeping Secrets by Babyface. <laughs> I sing the entire I sing the song in its entirety, and I feel better afterwards. And it's not the lyrics, but it's just if you sing the song you're you're encompassed, like you're all, you know, in the song, it's it's kind of it's just one of those joints where it's just, you know, there's so many parts to it and it's emotional. Um, All My Love by Carl Thomas. I think it's number nine, eight or nine on emotional album. And then I Can't Sleep by R. Kelly. Those are just songs that I don't, listen, if I'm listening to all three of them songs at the same time, there's something going on in my life. But at any given time when I just need to release some steam and some pressure, I listen to one of 3 one of those 3 songs. And after I'm done singing it, I'll take a couple of breaths afterward and I'm good. <laughs> I don't know why, but find that, man. Find something that you love. You know, with YouTube, it's fun. It's good to have like a clip that you love, you know, some bloopers, some news bloopers. That's something that all does it for me as well. But find something that you can kind of go to and retreat to. A um, couple, three times daily um, that you can, you know, that kind of gets you in a better spirit. Because what happens is once you're down, those feelings could compound, right? And you might be like, I don't feel like laughing. But what happens if you're down, those feelings compound and you end up feeling um, 10 times worse than you would have had you kind of dipped out of it and taken you know, it upon yourself to kind of, um, you know, feel something different, feel something, whether it's fresh air, a walk, whatever. Something also I do every day. Like I, every day, and people don't believe me when I say this, every day since 1987, I freestyle. It's just something that I do. And it makes me feel good, like every, and now, you would think somebody had been doing this shit for 34 years uh ever since I heard the song Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys like my brother played me that song it's the second song that I learned all that I sat down and I learned all the words to the first song is I Need Love by LL but Paul Revere was just like yo no I'm sorry Paul Revere is the first song I learned all the words to the second song was I Need Love by LL what am I talking about and like I, I remember like I broke his tape recorder trying to you know trying to remember all the words and and press and record and rewind and, i mean not record but you know what i'm saying play rewind trying to listen to it you know so anyway those are things that i do um find your thing you know find your thing i i <clears throat> i right. so man i just went on this whole Whole tangent, and I wasn't even goddamn recording. (laughs) So Funk Flex made a yo. I just like I went on a five minute tangent. Funk Flex just made this um this statement about Drake and said that you know say if Drake hadn't been exposed um, as you know I'm saying having a ghostwriter. Then he would be the greatest rapper of all time. But this is the problem I have with that. Let's take let's take the the ghostwriting part out. So, first of all, this is the baseline of it. You can't a lot of people like to say, oh well, you know, it ain't it, singers don't write all of their songs like that that's singers that's the music business that's how that's been set up even if you want to get me on the point the very first song the rappers delight they didn't write not all of them right the very first rap song to hit the chart so but that's a cop-out don't don't talk to me if you're gonna give me that i don't want to hear that You know, Andre 3000 had, a, a, um, I a Kendrick talked about it, Three Stacks talked about it. He was like, man, he was like, after 20 years in, I was under the impression that people was writing their own verses. It's coming back different. And yeah, that shit hurts me. I'm dancing and moving to people not deserving. And I'm thinking like, was I just working just way too hard? Go listen to that verse. It's from the... um. From Frank Ocean. It's called uh, it's called Solo. It's from a Frank Ocean album, but you could just find it on its own. Uh it's a quick verse, it's only like a minute and a half long. You can find it on YouTube. Right? But if I ever found out that like, but but right, so so if I ever found it, but but in order to be, I'm stuttering, in order to be like um, you know, considered a goat, you gotta write that shit yourself. You gotta write the verses ain't talking about the hook or the bridge. I'm talking about the verses. You got to write that shit yourself. But if I ever found out, like, allow me to introduce myself, my name is Like, if I ever found out hoes didn't write, motherfuckers say that I'm foolish. I only talk about jewels. Do you fools listen to music? Or do you just skim through it? See, I'm influenced by the ghetto you ruined. The same dude you gave nothing. I made something doing. What I do through and through is give you the news with a twist. It's just his ghetto point of view. The renegade, okay, the renegade. You've been afraid. I penetrate pop culture, bring them a lot closer to the block where they pop toasters and niggas live with their mind. Got dropped roasters from botch robberies. Niggas crotch stuff. If I ever found out hoes didn't write that, then I'd be like, as a Rat fan, you you have no choice but to be devastated. You know what I mean? Because you, because, because, to a sense, it's kind of like you're, you're uh, it's like you're bigging up yourself, right? Which is what all rappers do. But I'm talking about for anybody that, because all rappers don't write. And, and listen, it took me a while to realize that. Oh, but all Diddy don't write and Drake, but they not primarily rappers. Shut up. So you can't be considered in that realm. Now, Drake is one of the most amazing artists that we've ever had in music. The way he's been able to tap into the imaginations of, 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 you know, college age women for what going on 11 years now is just something we just, no, 12 years now is just something that, you know, it's amazing. But but let's take let's take the reference track out, right? Let's take the Quentin Miller ref, reference track out. And listen, even even with that, Drake is one of the best we've ever seen just at rapping. Let's let's I just want to make sure I give that full, right? But what make Drake Drake's success comes from his his R&B songs. And I hate that people are not saying, also, Drake has been on record by saying, I will never do a straight rap album. And listen, F the reason. F the reason he won't. But just off that fact alone, you cannot be considered the GOAT if you won't do a whole rap album. And this ain't the Three Stacks argument, okay? Three Stacks has given us eight classic albums. Well, I mean, not eight, but what, six? Six or seven? Along with Big Boy. With just bars. So I don't want to hear that shit. Yes, do we, did, did now, do some people keep three stacks out of the GOAT conversation because he doesn't have a solo rap album? Yes. Do I think it's, a, I understand it, but I still think it's kind of ridiculous because he's still, right? I still think that's kind of ridiculous because it's three stacks. But if we're talking about Drake, this is, like, if you've never had to, like, so think about, like, look at 96, when Ho dropped Reasonable Doubt, or 98, when it was Hard Knock Life, you know, Volume 2. It, they was releasing against DMX, Fuji's, Nas, Outkast, Wu-Tang, like, that's what they were so if you never had to face that kind of pressure of putting together a rap album full of 12 to 15 songs in an era where all those kind of people were coming out get get out of my face with I'm gonna have half the I'm gonna have half the albums be uh, you know what I'm saying R&B songs but the other half I'm be barred up with, again, some of the best bars that we've heard. But still, you don't, you, you he hasn't had the pressure. He's had the pressure, which, which is an enormous pressure of having to fill an album with both amazing bars and amazing songs, like rap songs and just, you know, R&B or pop songs. That's still pressure. I'm not saying he hasn't, but he hasn't had the specific pressure of having to put together 12 to 15 rap songs. He just hasn't. He just hasn't. If you put, if you put, if you take the rap songs off every Drake album, Right, if you if you graded on a curve, you could take the rap songs from every Drake album or mixtape and then put them up against, you know, who we consider the ghosts at the time. Okay, yeah. But if you if you're grading on a curve, but even without the reference track, I, that's a reckless thing to say for rap. Because you've cuz cuz Nas, Jay-Z, Eminem, if you put him there, Three three Stacks, James Todd Smith. All of them had to come out several times. Kendrick Cole had to come out and go platinum with just rap songs. Album after album after album. I don't know, man. Respect Funk Flex, love Funk Flex, but Funk Flex off on this man. I wish I had a, I wish I had an explosion button. Hold on, man, let's do this. Yeah, man, I, I just don't think, um, I, I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm gonna keep doing that every time. And you know what? Another thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're in a space where we can start disrespecting the ones that's already to go. It's excluding nobody. Look what I embody. Now, for my money, it's Sean Corey Carter. But if you say it's Nasir Jones, I agree with you too. You know what I'm saying? If you say it's LL, I agree with you too. But after that, after those, you know what I'm saying, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 names, you got to get out of my face with the bullshit. And this is no shade to Drake. I love Drake. Sorry getting hungry and I got a little out of I, I got a little out of pocket there so anyway um as we wrap this segment up you know what I'm saying we're gonna go there because the next segment y'all ain't gonna like it no so Kevin Samuels let's go ahead and talk about it <clears throat> I know four people off off top off tiggity as we used to say that's gonna that's gonna have mm. issues with what i'm about to say so let me <clears throat> let me clear my clear lib. let me clear my throat all right i'm back so i i think and we don't have to go too deep because i'm i'm sure Because when when I go too deep, it's going to start looking like something different. And then the message behind what I'm saying, it'll get lost. But I think Kevin Samuels is a guru. And he is for professional men. For men, I think what Patrice O'Neill Comically was for for men, you know, before he passed away. Um, but but Patrice would say it in such a way. he was a comedian, right? So he said it in such a grandiose way, such a ridiculous way, you know, ridiculous but truthful way. Like one time, <laughs> Patrice O'Neill said, Listen, y'all, women don't understand that. He was like, this is how it goes. Men, we're fishermen, right? We go out to fish. Now, you catch a fish, take a picture of it, show it to you guys, show it to everybody, just to be like, hey, this is what I have the ability to catch. But you get one girl, she stayed in the boat, okay? Now, y'all talking, going together, yada, yada. But but you're still out there. And she's mad now. She and now she's like, "Oh well, why do you still need a boat? Why do you still need to be out there fishing?" Well, she on that's how I got you from fishing, and I need to smell like fish so that you can act right. <laughs> I'm listening to it, like what manner of a man is? It? I was like, dog, what is he talking about?" And essentially, it's saying that. I need to stay in sparring shape because you're going to lose respect for me if I don't, but you don't like the way I have to stay in sparring shape. So therefore you look at what I'm doing is wrong. I'm not talking about, I have to go out there and cheat. I'm not talking about that. But anyway, just, you know, for the fellas out there, they know what I'm talking about. And if you don't go check out Patrice O'Neill. go check out his standup special elephant in the room. Oh, just, you talk, you talk about genius, you talk about genius stand-up work. Um, and then just, you know, check out some of his like interview, like the black Phillip show. There's like 13 parts of that. Go check out the black Phillip show. It'll be hard to listen to, especially, well, if you're a woman, it's going to be hard to listen to, but if you listen to the context of what he is saying, then you'll you'll get it. And that's what I think Kevin Samuels has provided for a lot of men and for even more importantly, more importantly, women. Because if you listen to the women who are calling into the show and young women, if if you might separate yourself from the women that are calling in. If you don't, then that's another issue. But if you do, if you see the flaws in some of the calls that he chooses to take and, 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 you know, a lot of women have looked at the the difficult part. And they're saying like the, I'm sorry, not the difficult part. A lot of women are looking at, uh, well, the women who have a gripe with him are looking at how he says something. Like they showed, there was um, a back and forth that he got into with a young lady who is a, um, a news anchor. And it was through um, um, Clubhouse. The app where, you know, the platform where people are talking and, you know, whatever. Which they're hating on because they won't let people with Android, they don't have an Android way to get on, which is dumb. Well, like, why wouldn't you want more business? But I digress. I'm still not changing, you haters. So now you got people who... Right, so he got into it where... so So the issue was... That the woman didn't like how he was talking to her, how he was talking to one of the famous guests that I think the one that got him famous. Um, which is funny because I had I found him about maybe about a year ago. And on this other podcast that I listened to. So then I checked out his YouTube page and you know, I think one time he was, he was, he was, um, he was pushing some products some facial product and it was like too many. And I'm just like, man, I ain't about to do all that shit to my face. But a lot of times, but so anyway, the, the, the young lady was mad at uh, Kevin Samuels for how he was talking to the woman on the phone call, which kind of got him famous, at least immediately. um, Recently. And he kept trying to tell her no, as well as, uh, as well as another woman in the room was like, nah, it ain't about you. You're focused on that but focus on what I said. Was it right though? Did I say the right thing? Did I steer her right? Well, I just don't feel like the way you tell, he was like, nah, nah, nah. See, that's another thing. Like you ain't gonna call in and and be able to say, see, and that's the problem. And he finally kind of like booted her out the room. And one woman was like, oh, that's not nice, Kevin. And another woman in the room was like, you gotta do that. Cause when you ain't listening, what else, what else? You see what I'm saying? It, it reminds me of, not that all women remind me of because it doesn't, it. but it reminds me of how, like when we see videos where you can see a, a person acting crazy to that one person on the bus or that one person on the street or whatever. And then when that person reacts, everybody around is like, whoa, 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 chill out, fam. It's like, yo, y'all didn't tell that person to chill out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So what happens a lot of times when women call into, first of all, I think calling in there is, it's a, it's a trap because if you're calling in there, it's, I think a certain 50% of the because you disagree with something he says. And the other 50% or whatever is because you're trying to work some stuff out that you haven't heard yourself say out loud yet. Because once you say it out loud, you start to realize how it sounds. But but now it's too late because you're already in the lion's den. Right. So a lot and and listen, I've watched a lot because it's 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 kind of a sport, really, you know. There's a certain there's a certain um joy. <laughs> pleasure that men get in being able to see somebody talk to women, try and get through to women in a way that we can't. Right? Because if you're in a relationship, not that we can't, but you know, there's a lot of stuff. If you're in a relationship, you're just going to have to deal with a certain amount of discomfort. That comes from not being able to express yourself right in a certain way or be truthful about things without, you know or try and be truthful have a a linear conversation with women who don't think like we do. We don't men and women we're different. men, Mars, women, Venus, we just think differently. But there's a frustration that comes with that that resonates with all men. and that's what I think watching. You're right. If I may just be, you know, talk about this selfishly. That's what we get from watching him. But he is doing a great service for women because he's allowing women to see the world through a man's eyes. And especially certain kind of men. Like when he tells her, listen. I, I always say, like. How is it? That a man can hear all this money talk on his way to success. Right. And be affected by it. And like, oh, she's not going to date me because I don't. Oh, OK. But then when he get money and options, what you think he going to do when he get up there? <laughs> he gonna now he's going to run through. He's going to run through all the ones like it's his turn now. I hope that, you know what I mean? So, you know, and it's not just that from a sexual point, it's just about if this is, it's like the market is the market, you know? The game is the game. So a lot of women just don't understand it because, you know, we love women. They smell good, they soft, they snuggly they're amazing, they're supportive. So when it comes to the part where we differ, we kinda let, I think a lot of young girls get away with it. The prettier she is, the the, the, the I think the prettier the woman, the worse off she is, because she's dealing with three different, um, oftentimes, the very pretty women are dealing with three different um, sets of issues. I think on one hand, she's dealing with, I think, not I think, this part is, you know, just through research. The prettier a girl is, the more likely it is that she has been touched or in an inappropriate manner growing up obviously depend on where she is, depend on the family because she's pretty and perverts are perverts. Then there's the other thing where she's growing up and she's going to get her way more often, right? Pretty women get out of speed. They have less speeding tickets. It's just a, it's just a fact, right? More attractive people make more money at their job. That's just a fact. It's just an awful fact of human nature. So if young lady has been getting her way, that means people haven't been checking her on this behavior. Right? So if they haven't been checking her on this behavior, then she's growing up thinking that what, you know, what she is is it? Like I remember being I, I worked at um it just creates a faulty mindset. I remember working at Fun Company in Nashville, and there was this little girl named Sydney. Sydney was the prettiest little girl ever. And, but not only was she pretty, she was prissy. And she was like, uh, oh, she was bossy and this and that. And one day, <laughs> one day they were playing and keep in mind, Sydney is four. So there was the pre-K and there were the four and five year olds and they were kindergarten, first, second, I think up to third or fourth. Sydney fucked around and pooted one day. And oh my goodness. When I tell you Terrence and the rest of these other little kids, let her have it. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, wait, what? She was like, no, wait, everybody poots. My mommy says everybody poots. It was the funniest. Like I didn't laugh in their face, but I kind of stepped away. I laughed my ass off because it was a great example of, you know, humility, how somebody is, you know, man or woman, how somebody kind of gets that humbling moment. So then the third way is that since they are pretty, a lot of men who approach them, a lot of men are just like, um, oh man, well, I ain't gonna approach, I ain't gonna approach it. Cause I'm sure she got a boyfriend. I'm sure she wants this and that and this and that and this and that. Like, you know what I mean? So then it creates a situation where the people who ain't get the men who ain't got nothing to lose are approaching her. And, you know, that kind of, you know, dudes ain't got, you know, that dude ain't going, you know, not that that dude, but oftentimes that dude is just like, whatever. He's just shooting a shot or it's the man with the money. And if you come to LA, come to any big city, dude with the, with the great car, now, I haven't, exp- like, the dude with the great car, who he got in the side, you know, who he got in the, in the side arm, right? Like like Jay-Z said, he said, now I'm in the in crowd, and all the wavy, light-skinned girls is loving me now. <laughs> like, it's just nature, right? It's nature. I got it. Y'all want it. You're attracted to it, so I'm going to flaunt it. Ooh, I got bars. I didn't even do that on purpose. So, I'm just saying, you know, back to the Kevin Samuels of it all. I think pretty women have it hard. So, you know, so when you start calling in there and you're and you're not one of you're demanding all these things that usually goes to somebody else. you know even when we start talking about the the long list there like a lot of times women had this long list where induced to to i mean god lord knows i i got accused of being like super picky and once upon a time i i, I, I perhaps i was um i'm not as picky anymore but a lot of times i think what happens is women have had this list and then once you challenge them on it, as he does on this show, once you challenge them on it, they'll be like, no, because I don't want to settle. And I don't want to, you know, lower my standards. When what that really means is I want what I want, how I want it. But the truth is you got those, You you know, if you don't chisel your list, man or woman, you know, The older you get the more like you mess around be 38 35 36 37 38 especially a woman with a clock now you start saying oh now you start lowering your standards for real like your real standards not the stuff that you just wanted to have in your life and it's cool to have it's cool to want those but if you make those apart like if you don't make integrity like faithful. If you don't make those a part of your like your main list, because a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I want to take." What they mean is, I want that stuff after I get to do with A, B, and C. Anyway, folk mad. Um. Yeah, man. I just think he's doing a great disservice, and if you can listen, if you can, if you can block out all the stuff that you want to respond to and listen to the meat, the context of what he's saying, then I think you'll find great value in it. If, if not all women, but if you happen to be a woman who, you know, may not be as realistic as she could be in regards to her, you know, standards and what she wants in a relationship. Because every woman isn't like that, but, you know. There is a large swath of you. <laughs> Woo. I'll be here talking. I'll be like, Lord, 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 what is happening? And, you know, of course, now, of course, somebody's going to hear this and be like, oh, so you think all women go digger? Dig- dig- dig? Listen, you ain't heard me say that. You ain't even heard me insinuate that. But what you're not going to do is 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 act like there isn't a... A link between, you know, money and access and power and women. Right? Oh, it's because we like security. It was like, I don't want to hear that. Stop it. Like men don't like security? What do you mean? Love don't pay the bill. Shut up. Shut up. It's a big difference between somebody who a deadbeat who doesn't want to work? Is somebody who make 250 or 150 or 120 or 90. Stop it. You stop it right now. Go. So, I watched last night one night in Miami. And I was impressed. Regina King, it's her first, um, her debut, um, her directorial debut. And man, such a good job, such a good job. She's going to open up the door for so many um, different women, you know, like, I mean, Issa Rae's doing it. She's opening the door for women to kind of, get in and and, uh, you know, be a part of that whole storytelling process. And we are headed for some beautiful times. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, But one of the issues in the story, and it's just come out, it's on Amazon prime. So I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but one of the questions that was brought up was how much is enough? Like, are we doing enough? Right. Right. And it's the, right. As a celebrity and a, an activist. It's like sometimes we can take on the weight of the world of our shoulders because we see things and it's like, how are you not mad at what's going on? And this is sometimes I I mean, I think about this sometimes, man. It's like, I think ultimately you have to realize, yo, you can't you have the capability I I think you, you, you can't change the world in the way, you know, you can't hold the, have the weight of the world on your shoulders but what you can do is do what you can do. And in small part, if we all can do that, then yes, we can change the world. But it was a great argument in there, you know, which is, which is, are you doing enough? Like, do we have any room? And this was, you know, uh, mainly fictitional, but I think that there was a night, uh, where they all kind of got together, um, back then. And, um, wait, I'm oh, sorry. I ordered something online. And um, wait, when is my time? 449, 455. Oh, I guess that's coming soon. And, you know, they're, 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 we're in times where, you know, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, I mean, sometimes you feel like, man, what can I be doing to help the cause? And what I would say and and it's something that is a question that I seek to to understand thoroughly. And it's a question that, you know, not only do I want to that I want to know the answer to. I mean, it's not it's not something that, you know, it's not an easy fix. Right. But I think ultimately, man, I know I'm stuttering, but I just think it's about doing what you can do. And once you do what you can do everything else hopefully kind of falls in place. And, um, I mean, as an artist, I got into it with a buddy of mine um, who, you know, he was always pressing me on, on how I was posting on, on Instagram or I'm sorry, Facebook, you know, years ago. Well, it kind of lasted until, you know, maybe a couple years ago. Fine. I was like, man, I ain't fooled you. We kind of unfriended each other. Because um, it was just like, fam, don't. His thing was like, oh, I never knew. Clint Eastwood was a, was, you know, was a, or what do he say? I never knew such and such. Denzel as a politician. Basically saying, don't say shit about what's going on and focus on your art. But I'm like, my well, man. I mean, in an in a all or nothing way, whereas, like, I, perhaps he felt like this was taken away from my art, you know, when I didn't think it had anything to do with it, you know, at least in a way where, it, you know, it was hindering. I didn't think it was hindering my art in any way. Um, But at the same time, it's a very fair question to be had how do you split time between your dreams and then how do you help black people overcome, right? How do you split time between your family and soccer practice and, 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 you know, physical therapy and taking your mom to the doctor and all that. How do you split time and become, you know, a, um, a member, but, and this is one thing that I, you know, like, Barack Obama has a job to do. Reverend Jeremiah Wright has had a job to do, right? Different people have different jobs with different levels of you know thanklessness, if that's a word. Um, but long as you I think long as you get informed and you can donate from time to time like and 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 use your talent you know what i'm saying to to push through in whatever way that you can um because you know the government ain't going to do it um even though they put us here you know life is 10% what happens to you 90% how you respond to it so we just need to teach people to respond better um and you know it ain't your fault what happened to you but it's it's your it's your responsibility to get out of it right and the problem is a lot of people especially in the in the neighborhoods have lost hope they don't even understand that they're in something. Um, and if, if they do, they don't understand how to get out of it. Um, you know, they don't have options or outlets to get out of it either. So um, anyway, that's a conversation we can kind of keep revisiting. Um, you know, I ain't going to answer it. I ain't going to answer it here at the David Ashley podcast, but just a little something to think, think about how we should be uh, informed through voting. Um, and with you know whatever's going on, whether it be in your community, and how can you add to the struggle? Right. It's a beautiful life, y'all. It's a beautiful life. Story time. So, this was years ago. Oh, this was years ago. I. So I'm driving, Um. Uh, I think it was Lyft at the time, and I had stopped in, like one of my pet peeves is when someone just parks, just didn't care about going over the line and where they're parking, right? even to the point where I'll get out of the car, getting ready to go into someplace, see that I'm over the line or that I'm crooked, I'll get back in the car and I will change it like 90% of the time. <laughs> so this one day, I mean, it's it's reckless, I get it. This one day, this dude, I stopped in um, KFC, I had been driving all day. I stopped in KFC to get something to eat. Came back out to the car and I just ate it there. I was like, I'll just eat it here. Then I'll, you know, listen to a couple songs and I get back out. So this Asian dude parked next to me and got in, you know, went in the store. Cool. You know, I may have even nodded to him. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know. Like it was weird. Came back out. As it turned out, I was parked crooked. And I didn't I clearly I didn't notice. And he he yelled something in the car. And then like said fuck you at the end. And I was like, "Excuse me? So now we arguing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you got your food, get to, get, like, get out of my, like just leave, bro. You ain't got to deal with it more. just leave. So we arguing, I mean, for like, for a quick, like 15, 20 seconds, like went straight there. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get, let me get the F out of here. So I pull out, lo and behold, we at the same stoplight, you know, minutes later. He rolls down his window, he keeps talking shit. And I'm like, man, if you don't get on somewhere, then fuck you, fuck you, this and that, this and that. So, I'm halfway done with this large drink. I chucks the motherfucker. Boom. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I, ch- I chucks it right into because by this time, I'm in the turning lane. I'm trying to get away from this motherfucker. I'm in the turning lane. And we're both at a light and I'm going to turn left. He's going straight. So I'm like, man, I ain't going to keep talking to you. Boom. I chucks, the, I chucks the drink. hits his car. Like he got, he had like a little, like a, a little Kia Sportage or some shit, like a, a little RAV4 or some shit. Whoosh. Drink, the drink burst open. I hit a left on the street. Man, tell me why this MF made a U-turn. Not a chase is on. I don't understand how he got behind me. It had to be some 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 act of sorcery. <laughs> next thing I know, hold on. Next thing I know, next thing I know, it's a full-on chase through the side streets of Los Angeles. Do you hear me? <laughs> so I don't know that I didn't know that area that well, but I knew it well enough. So I'm trying to, so my goal is now on the streets, on the joints with 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 uh with stop signs, I'm gonna punch it to the stop sign. Slow down, right? You know how you slow down, right? Before I don't know if y'all been in chases before. You slow down, right? Before, you know, so if you can see both sides, and then you just keep it moving. Bow. So I'm doing that. Then I then I hit a lick on a, on like a Main Street, and I got a light. So I bust a right, bow. And then the next light, I hit another right. Now I'm back on the side street. This motherfucker's still behind me. So I'm like, all right, we got to kick it. We got to, we got to kick it up. So now I'm kind of having fun, but I'm kind of like, dog, you in a chase. Like, what are you doing? So I hit a left on this one street and I'm gaining, like, and I'm leaving it. I'm, I'm talking about like, I'm, man, he, I'm talking about, eat he, he, my, does. I say, eat my does type of stuff. And I look forward. I'm like, wait, I don't see no. I don't see no way to get out. What is this? Is this a, Father God, is this a dead end? <laughs> I thought I knew the neighborhood. Nigga. When I tell you my stomach was hurting immediately, I didn't hit a dead end. And now this MF seen which street I turned down. So now, and now he's coming down the street. So I'm like, Okay. I was like, all right, so we can get out and we can f- and we can just go head up. I beat shit out of this dude. Or or we could not do that because I don't know what he got in his car. I said, so or option C, we can just weasel out this. Like we could we can we could we could juke our way out this corner. So Now, I'm like, bet I'm not getting out the car. Let me hurry up and turn around, make a a turn. So I had to hurry up and make like a, it was kind of like a cul de sac, but it wasn't big enough. So you had to do a little three point turn. So I hurried up and made a three point turn so that it would, so that our cars would be facing each other. So this way, we're going to play chicken. If this is what you really want to do, we're going to play chicken my dude so now i'm going toward him he's still trying to come toward me so i hit him with the in and out i fake right he goes left to try to meet me head on skirt skirt i go back left eat my dust again (laughs) i made it out i hit him with a quick fake in and out if you can imagine we playing basketball Boy Larry Taylor, shout out to Larry Taylor. Olympian uh, uh Olympian for uh, Brazil in 2012. That's what that was his man, that was his pride and joy, his bread and butter. He hit a nigga with an in and out in a minute. So now hold on. Man, this man, hold on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I this is this is why it's hard for me to give uh not hard for me i give a tip when you don't follow directions that makes me so angry this mf just sent me a picture of some doors even though i left full directions in the thing people don't leave and see you can't you can't talk that shit to me because i know it i've i've delivered food before I've looked up and been like, "Oh, I don't know where to go." And then looked at the directions and been like, "Oops, directions was here the whole time." So anyway. Um So I get to the cul-de-sac. I juke the dude, somehow got out of there. Now he's turned around. I I hit a left. I see a Domino's pizza car in front of me. And then I see dude make a left after me, and I was like, "Well, David is now or never." <laughs> so I punched it. I passed up the yo. When I tell you I was on my Vin Diesel, I punched it. I passed the pizza car, but I had to. I had to run the stop sign. And by the time I ran the stop sign, I went in the other lane. And I passed him up. There was other cars coming, so. I made a right at the next street, and I got little, and it was a wrap. And then, cause then I caught another red light. Uh, I'm sorry, I caught another green light past the uh, um, another major street green light, and it was a wrap. Whew. The whole ordeal lasted probably about. Hold on. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, let them up. Thank you you too. Sorry about that. Um yeah, and I got loose. I don't even know how long the whole thing lasted. But uh I got of there. And uh <laughs> it, was, it was fun like it was fun. Obviously it's like your adrenaline pumping. But um anyway, obviously, you know what I'm saying, you on be no high-speed chases, but it was what it was so you know i'm um that was it that was story time that was story time when i'm be back and uh because my food is coming as you just heard <laughs> so i wrap it up so good people um I ain't got a whole lot. This was a long episode, I think. So I'm going to just wrap it up. Um, Like I said, all that I wanted to say. um, Oh, we got some guests coming. I just did an interview with my cousin Dante. Hold on. So, sorry about that. I just had a, um, a good um, interview with my cousin and his wife. I'm thinking about doing a Valentine's Day situation uh, where I'm going to release an episode of couples all Valentine's Day. Um, but either way, you know, we're about to get some the interview game popping. And, uh, and you know, I'm excited about where things are going. Keep working. Keep pushing towards your your goal. Keep creating plans to get you to your goal because that's the key step. Without the plan to get you there, it's not really, you know, you're not really talking about nothing. You're just you're just dreaming. Um, and, you know, as I say every week, as I butcher this quote every week, each moment you have the opportunity to move forward into growth or to fall back into comfort. I hope you choose growth. Um, love y'all. Um, I'm finna stop saying um so much, and uh, I'm about to do some ratchet to these wings. Ugh. Oh, wing stop, Lemon pepper, garlic parmesan. Shut up talking to me. I'm out of here.